Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death, your podcast where a gentleman tries to kill his girlfriend through horror movies and their history is discussed. That's my cleanest opening yet. I'm Cindy. It's not a very gentlemanly move on my part, though. Well, but that's what's happening here. Uh, I am actually kind of really excited for this week. His name is Josh. Hi. (laughs) And yeah, I'm pretty excited. This, so this month we're doing the Purge films. This is probably my favorite. <laughs> All right, so I go uh, back and forth between this one and the third Purge film. Every month um, we or every month we have a theme. This month's theme is the Purge. We started, we were doing them in the order, like chronologically, not in the order they were, not in the order they were they released, were but released. the order they take place. So we have already seen the original pur- or the first Purge and the Purge. Today we are watching the Purge Anarchy. The Purge Anarchy. So tell me about. The Purge Anarchy. Oh boy, howdy will I. Okay. Uh, it was released July 18th, 2014. It is rated R. 2014. Oh, okay. It is one hour and 43 minutes long. Okay. Which seems super long compared to the movies we've been watching lately. Uh, <laughs> so, been, uh, uh, 2014. I was 34. I'm not even trying to do the math. I'm tired. Okay. okay. I'm really bad at math, and I don't feel like doing it. If I was 34, you were 31, probably. Thank you for that math help, because I wasn't even going to try it. I used to be, uh, fun fact about me, I used to be on a quiz bowl team. I was really good at certain stuff. But every time they would be like, the next question is a math question, I'd just set my shit down and lean back and zone out, because I could not help. Same. I'm bad at math, y'all. Uh, I wasn't on a quiz bowl team. I'm just bad at math. So if you cast your mind back to 2014, it was a pretty wild year. What Uh, was going on in the world, boo? Well, Colorado legalized weed. And this, I can confidently say, was a massive success. Massive success. Well, I've sat in classes with DEA agents who would disagree with you that Colorado is now a hellhole drug trafficking state. Um, as an educator, I will say that they are at a one to two ratio of technology to students, which means that every student has a technological device that they're allowed to take home and one that they can use in school or have access yeah. to because they put all that surplus of their budget into their education. Now, they have been very open in saying that they have a teenage homelessness problem. Uh, however, they've also said that we'll do what we're supposed to do and use our tax revenue and vote for a way to help and figure out that problem. But Colorado Springs won't. No. They'll fight against whatever that is. Yeah. But I just think it's interesting, like, sitting in classes in the past for, like, social work shit. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be, like, talking about drug issues. And there's always, like, one DEA guy who wants to talk to the group. And his views are, like straight out of Reaganism. They're like straight out of the 80s and yeah. they're things like, you know, you almost, he wants to be like, just say no. Huh. Here's some money for the arcade, guys. Don't do drugs, bros. And I just, I feel, I used to hate those guys, but now I kind of feel bad for them. Could you imagine if you spent your whole life in a career and then found out that it was pointless? 
question. Are these people like our age or are they still no, like an older? older. It's, like okay. a, it's always like an older barrel chested white guy with like a buzz cut because he was in the military, right. but he's been out for a while, but he can't quite get past his military years. He probably makes his children call him sir. You know, that kind of guy who has like those secret death wish fantasies that he'll be in the bank and someone will try to rob it and he gets to kill him. Gotcha. Gotcha. Guy. Gotcha. Those people. Okay. You know, the I know kind the of type. people that I don't really care for. I know the type. Okay. Yeah. Um, you so painted a, a vivid picture here, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. Colorado legalized weed. That's. <laughs> it was a good thing. Uh, the West African Ebola virus epidemic <sighs> began. In 2014. Remember that when you we were You would have thought like, we had to learn something. That shit's crazy. Oh, my God. What Little the... did we know. Uh, the Winter Olympics were held in Sochi, Russia. The... Oh, yeah. yeah. The, only, the only thing I remember about the Olympics huh. was those two... I don't even remember what sport they were in. Those two American athletes got in trouble because they fucking destroyed that bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, punched a hole through the yeah. door. Oh, yeah. That's all I remember about that Olympics. I And they... And I remember people being like, everyone had to walk really fucking far from, like, where the athletes lived to, like, where they had to perform was, like, a really long distance. Unnecessarily so. It's Russia. Everything there is awful. Yeah. Don't know why you're Um, expecting anything else. True. Uh, The Olympic Committee probably should not have... uh, Done that. Yeah. Eh, money greases wheels. To be fair, I don't think the United States or Russia should host an Olympics for a very long time. Yeah. We need a little time out. Yeah. Uh, it was also the same year that Russia annexed Crimea. Huh. Funny. Again. Yeah. There was an armed standoff between everyone's favorite kooky family, the Bundys. The Bundys. And the Bureau of Land oh, Management yeah. in Nevada. This is not... You You might be thinking, I remember this, Josh. No, you don't. This is when they took over that nature preserve in Oregon. Nope. Nope. This is a separate time they... Is this guns. the Texas? No, this is Nevada. Nevada. When they were like, we're going to let our cows graze wherever they yep. want. Because the law should not apply equally to us. As rich white men. Uh, there are a ton of uh, hilarious and factual podcasts that we can recommend that explain uh, the Cliven Bundy situation. You know, I mean, I get it. White guy, privilege. But it's not to me, it's not even that. Like, that's a whole, they're all a whole separate barrel of, eh. like, this whole hyper-libertarian thing. Yeah. Like, there's two things I'm really, 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 really tired of hearing about. What's that? I'm really tired of hearing white women tell me about the moon and their sign and how this is in retrograde. Okay, you can stop with that. Right? And the male version of that is? hearing him? Taxation is theft, bro. Like, I mean, I drove on a road today, and when my dad had his heart attack, the ambulance came and got him. But, like, taxation is theft. Eat a giant pile of shit. (laughs) Okay. Well, I will take my moon chart and go over here. Yep. (laughs) Sorry that I have been bothering you with my talk of the moon and your sign. It's actually more um, of your son. Uh, Where do you think you learned it? So, the Chibok schoolgirl kidnapping in Nigeria happened. Remember yeah, when the, where all those are the Nigerians girls? stole those women? Yes. And they were like, we're going to murder these ladies because... That's what we do? Yeah. We're not monsters. Yep. Yeah. Um, Flint water crisis began when they decided it would be cheaper to just feed them sludge and poison rather than like clean water. 
That was a decision. Let's let's talk and talk about that for a second. Flint had clean water. It wasn't like someone was like my hometown of Payton City, West Virginia, which is small and I'm sure no one's heard of it. They had a water crisis because there used to be a, a dry cleaning service and that dry cleaning service had a tank that leaked into the groundwater. Right. And the city was like, oh, fuck. The groundwater's poisoned. What do we do? No. The mayor of Flint, who, if hell is real, will go there, decided it would be just cheaper if instead of pulling water out of this one line from another place, we'll just switch it over to this other place. And then it basically poisoned everyone. Because capitalism. Fun fact, the person at the center of that, Leanne Mosteller, uh, I went to school with her. She was a year, year two years above me in school. I knew her very well. Did she flip the switch? Her best friend was, uh, her cousin is my best friend. No, she is the one who, um, she had twins that she took to the hospital. One had stopped like growing and had a myriad of problems and she was accused of poisoning him and and they tested all this stuff, and they found that her lead was out of control. And she became a pretty big ag- advocate. She's been uh, yeah. awarded a lot of stuff, and she hangs out with Aaron Brockovich and all that now. It's very cool. Julie Roberts. No, they. <laughs> sorry. Just... Could you? I mean, could you imagine though, like the mindset of, I don't give a fuck about these kids. Still I'm not make fixed. Some money. Still not fixed, guys. Yeah, it's not fixed because you know what Flint is poor. Yep. Yep. Still and, not fixed. And uh, we're not even talking about, like, tribal places that don't have potable water because they're below poor in the eyes of the government. Oh, yeah. You know? I've been on a roll. You like, really have been. very angry. Josh and, is getting it out. Yeah. He's uh, an angry guy. <laughs> uh, not really. Just the government and rich people because they're the fucking worst. Which brings us back to the purge. Yeah. Uh, and because 2014 was the year that just kept on giving. Uh, Michael Brown was murdered by the police in Ferguson. And we all know how that shook out. Yeah. Like, do you remember, I don't know, if this is preserved for future generations, like some kids listening to this weirdly in the alkali pool wasteland, uh, the Mad Max wasteland that we've left them. There was a time when... Mm-hmm. The, the first time this happened on this scale in my lifetime... Actually, not, it's not even true because the L.A. riots. Um, the second time this happened on this scale in my lifetime. So the police killed a person of color and then people got mad about it. And the police were like, you know what we should do? Spend money and, and educate just, ourselves, right? Yep. They were like, we should just drive tanks down there and fight the people in the streets. Yep. Because that's how you restore order in a democracy. Yep. And by God, that's what they did. So... Yeah, yay. So back to the purge. <laughs> the purge anarchy. Back to purge the anarchy. back to the fictional purge anarchy. Yeah, remember this is not this is all fiction, guys. <laughs> Let's talk about who made this movie and who's in it. Michael Blum. Who? I just made is that it Blum? Name up. You just made that person up. Bl- I know it's Blum House. It's Jason Blum. Jason Blum. I thought you were like like pulling a clue character. Maybe. <laughs> Professor Blum. No. Uh so this movie is again. Just like The Purge and the the film that will follow this one. It's written and directed by James Monaco. We talked about him a little bit more in the last episode where he came up with the whole premise after getting into like a car accident and his being wife so being, angry. essentially being like, would it be great if one day of the year we could just kill someone who's being a complete and utter shit? Uh, and he felt really bad about that because 
he thought it was a good idea for a moment. Yep. So there you go. But the cast in this one is totally different. So the cast really changes from Purge movie to Purge movie. Now we're in a, a stretch here where this one and the next one will have the same main character, spoiler alert. Um, and that is Timeless. Timeless. Beautiful. Beautiful. Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. Um, Who's that? Let me tell you a little bit about Frank Grillo. Okay. Frank Grillo, you've seen him. I have? In what? You have. In things. Such as? He is ageless. Like, <laughs> it's important. I'm just going to throw this out here before we get into talking about his character and whatnot. He was born in 1965, Cindy. Okay, so he's only 14 years older than myself. He was born in 1965. I'm just going to pull a picture and show you. He just doesn't age. Oh, hello. He he has Yes, I do know who that is. And he has the best hair. Like, Grillo has the best hair. He has good hair. In the business. Like He's filling out that black tank top pretty nicely. He is. He (laughs) is. He's Frank Grillo. Yay. Um, All right, I'm excited now. Originally, he was just credited as the sergeant, but he gets a lamb in the later movie, so I'm just going to call him by his name. He's Leo Barnes. Okay. That's the name he gets. But not in this movie. In this one. I don't think anyone ever refers to him as Leo Barnes, but that's his name. Okay. Just so you know. Uh, He's in The Grey. He was Brock Rumlow. Brock Crossbones in the Captain America movies. anybody named Brock in the real world? Uh, No. Okay, continue. Rock Samson. But in you know, the Captain America movies, he was like Yes. The Cap's right hand guy who became a bad guy. Yep. Who was wasted because he should have been in more shit in the Marvel Universe, but it's whatever. And he's okay. in a show called Kingdom. He is ageless and I love him. And if you've not seen the Grey, please do. It's very good. It's not Wolf Puncher the movie, which is what they tried to sell us. Um Okay. It's actually like a very thoughtful, sad study of masculinity uh, <laughs> the second lead is Carmen Ajogo she's an actress singer born in England to a Nigerian father and a Scottish mother nice that's a lot of really awesomely interesting combo well there's a uh, part of like English like British modern history is I'm not sure when I think it was maybe the 50s or the 40s they had a big wave of people from the Virgin Islands and Africa that came um, to be domestic help for the most part. So she, she is the third person I can identify in the Mensa organization. Nice. She's number three. Cool. The other two are James Woods. Yeah. And James Woods of James Woods High. Asia Carrera. <laughs> <laughs> it's true she is. Yeah, I, I think we all saw that behind the scenes of the, that porno, yeah. Uh she plays a character named Eva Sanchez. She was in It Comes at Night. <laughs> and she's in the Fantastic Beast movies. Okay. There she is. seen them. I saw the first one, but... I've only seen the first one because I was told not to bother with the other ones. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, then we got Zach Guilford, who plays Shane. Spoiler okay. alert. It's a white guy. Yep. <laughs> He's in a movie called A Perfect Getaway, and he was in Friday Night Lights. And then... Playing his, I forget if it's his girlfriend or his wife. Her name's Keely Sanchez. She plays Liz. Keely. She was also in a perfect getaway. Law. She was in Lost. The show. The Lost. TV show. Okay. Yeah. And fun fact, she's actually married to Zach Guilford in real life now. Oh. They were like, well, this is how they married. met. Maybe. Like, I think so. That's kind of cool. That was a thing. 
Okay. Good for them. They love each other. Uh, and then the last of the major cast members is Zoe Soul, uh, who plays Callie. She was in the movie Prisoners, which is a fucked up, crazy movie Prisoners. that we'll probably someday watch for this podcast. Okay. Now, some people to watch out for. They're not in the movie a whole lot, but mm-hmm. I just want to point them out so you can keep an eye out for them. One, uh, Michael Kenneth Williams plays a character called Carmelo. Okay. He was Omar in The Wire. He's been in a ton of shit since then. Okay. But he plays a, a very important but very small role in this movie. So oh. just keep an eye out for him. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. We talk about... I, we, I've heard that name. Ageless and, and just handsome as fuck guys. So Lakeith Stanfield plays a character named the Young Ghoul. Uh, he's, in a, he's in the movie. Sorry to bother you. He's in Knives Out. Okay. He's the detective. That's Robert. See, I know. Yeah. Right? Sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> like Most of the time, good. I don't. He was in Get Out. I think a lot of people first home in Get Out. He had a small role in that, but a pretty pretty important role. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, Edwin Hodge, who plays, he's still credited as Bloody Stranger, and he was in The Purge, our last film. All right. So keep an eye out for him. So there you go. Um yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Cindy. I forgot. I fucked it all up. Oh my god. Uh, there was a new a new word I forgot to bring to your attention. Please um, do. A new word from 20, 2014? Yeah. Man spreading. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of like Oh, I know what that is. My son and I laugh about it all the time. My dick's so big I gotta sit with my legs at a ninety degree angle. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta sit out like this. All right. So, are you gonna show me a a picture of this one? I mean, it's the purge. I know it's gonna be about a day where all laws are, you know, lifted. You can do whatever you want for twelve hours, not a full day, twelve hours. So, what's what's gonna be different about this one? The purge, anarchy, an American tradition, and it's an American flag made up of various weaponry. I'm gonna say this is about. um, They refuse to stop. When they hear the siren marking the end of the purge, the people refuse to stop and they just keep going and chaos ensues. Interesting. I'm going to say. Yeah. That. Did I get it? In all four existing out now purge movies. Right. That has never been addressed. If they just don't stop. Once the the purge siren happens, it's over. Traditionally in every. Interesting. So I will say. If you want to hint about what this movie is about, it harkens back to last week when we talked about uh, people asking James Monaco why he created this really interesting concept and then didn't go out into the world at all. And yeah. he was like, because I don't have any money. He got money for this one. All right. So this one's going to be all over. So, I mean, it's all over Los Angeles. Cool. <laughs> it's not that big. We're not talking, we're not like globe trotting here. But we're definitely not stuck inside a house the entire time either all right so these movies are available on amazon and shutter and i and i'm sure one of the prime state are they not yeah. i'm sure one of the prime stations uh pay you know like hbr or something has them so uh all right join us won't you mind the doors in five seconds you will experience anarchy you can't go out there you know how dangerous it is This won't bring him back. It won't make you feel any better. Don't do this. It's late. You need to leave. 
traffic is building rapidly downtown as citizens rush to get home before commencement. If you're not purging, we advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war out there. System announcing the commencement of the annual purge. At the siren, all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 hours. All emergency services will be suspended. Your government thanks you for your participation. What is this? Tonight allows a release. America, a nation reborn. Just drive, just drive. Stick to the plan. Thank you. Follow me. As long as we keep moving, we're okay. People like us, we don't survive tonight! Oh my god, where are they taking us? <laughs> this is the last purge of the evening. The bidding will start at 200,000. Remember all the good the purge does. The purge anarchy was chaos. Welcome back. The trailer was crazy. If you didn't watch the movie immediately, like we did. Um, Full disclosure. Yeah. Barring uh, the Forever Purge, which is the new film. Mm-hmm. This one's my favorite. I can see why. But I think <laughs> Josh prepped us uh, the first half when you said, you can really tell in the first movie, they didn't couldn't go anywhere. This had that house. <laughs> this time they could go places and they went everywhere. Yeah. There were all different kinds of twists and turns in this that I thought were interesting. Twists. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, get it. we'll get it. I was going to bring some up, but we'll talk about it in a second. Okay. Um, do you want to go ahead and give us the quick synopsis so we can get into this bad boy? So in this version of The Purge, it's been happening for a while, and we learned that there, um, it's become very ritual, like it's very ritualistic, and um, there, there are people who will sell themselves to be the victims of a purge. Uh, that way they leave their family with a lot of money. Um, there's... It's it's just wild. Um, there are auctions of people. Uh, the government is kind of making sure that certain populations stay down, and it is crazy. That was rambly. I <laughs> I always know that I've been rambling when I when I kind of look down. And you're like, okay. <laughs> 
Like, it's, it's weird the stuff you touched on versus the stuff you didn't touch I didn't on. touch on? Like, you didn't touch on oh, any Oh, gosh, of I characters. didn't touch on... <laughs> well, yeah. You talked about their grandpa? Like, the girl's grandpa. Yeah. But, like, well, and then th- there was also the couple who... Um, well, yeah, basically, people are being rounded up to be purged in, like, a paintball-like setting by rich people. And it's a, this movie is about, uh, uh, people being rounded up for that. There you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> weird, weird synopsis. What is, uh, IMDb uh, say? How about a couple are driving home when their car breaks down just as the purge commences. Meanwhile, a police sergeant goes out onto the streets to get revenge on the man who killed his son and a mother and daughter run from their home after assailants destroy it. The five people meet up and attempt to survive the night in Los Angeles. There you go. That's a lot more concise. I know. It was so weird. Like, you were describing parts of the story, but yeah. not anything to do with the main characters. Yes, like, I mean, they were. I was like, whatever. This is a weird roundabout way of telling the story. It was wild. Uh, and it was total chaos. So many. I mean, there were um, the twist of. Uh, they. It starts with the grandfather, with him. Like, you find out that he's sold himself and it was like oh my gosh and finding out that can even happen was crazy and then finding out you know it wasn't just this car broke down but that they were sabotaged to stay there and then oh no they're not being killed they're being you know they just kept mm-hmm. ratcheting it up ratcheting it up i like this movie uh, this one was so much about class so much about the racism that comes with that uh, it was, yeah. Yeah. It There's a lot about class and a lot about race in this movie, but mm-hmm. I think the reason why this movie works more so than the other two... Especially for you. Uh, is the whole thing that it does have, like, the silent hero, like, mythos character, right? The, like, uh, the, the quiet guy. samurai character who is out to right or wrong whether he's right or not and he's super high skilled right and super badass and only because he has one depending on who you talk to flaw or <laughs> like rede- redeeming characteristic which is you know he cares about people and he's empathetic and he stops and he saves the mom and her daughter mm-hmm. that he even gets brought into the whole story it, he has a heart it's just it's the Mad Max thing, right? Yeah. It's so like that, the so he's trying to get hero. revenge. He's trying to find the guy who murdered his son, and so that's one of the that's one of the layers. And then there's the mother daughter who are being drugged that being dragged out of their apartment complex. They were totally locked in. Um, they were just going to kind of sit it out, and they're being hunt like knock in the door. Yeah. Well, first their landlord or the super super comes in and tries to be all nasty and rapey. Yeah, also, that was gross. let's talk about that for a second. Gross. Because you have um, two black women, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a mom and her daughter. And they're attacked by a Hispanic gentleman mm-hmm. who has a gun and is going to rape them. Yeah, that was gross. And that's gross and it's terrifying. He has really fucked up teeth, which makes it even... Ugh, butters. Uh, not saying that you would want to be attacked by a, 
a gentleman with good teeth, but they definitely ham up how gross his teeth are Mm -hmm. uh, to make it even grosser. And it was effective. But I think it's telling that it's just a guy with a shotgun and he's, you know, this is my right to purge. He's totally drunk. But then he's immediately like murdered by (laughs) just a shitload of white people who have way better weapons and are way more prepared and way more organized. Yes. I think that's, I mean, I don't know if the intention was to be like, look, people of color, (laughs) like if in poor people, if you fight amongst yourselves, rich white people are just going to win every time. Right. And that's essentially what I got out of it. That's the capitalist dream. Oh, what? Hmm? You, you watch this guy who's like, you know, I'm just here to purge. It's my right. And then he. Like I said, he's immediately murdered by, like, a death squad yes. who's executing everyone in the building to or, control the population numbers. Yeah, to control the population. They're executing them. or the, or they So they drug the girls. They drug them out. Well, they, they and drug, they were going to be executed by, like, a firing squad. Well, no, they... Here's the thing. Like, the guy who runs the truck, the main bad guy, which this movie... The one weird Think, thing about this movie is doesn't have, like, a, a clear main villain that we get a lot of. Well, the, and that's, yeah. But the uh, guy in the truck, he, I would imagine, so there's like a bread truck going around and they lined people up and then the back goes up and a guy machine gun kills people. Or a semi-truck. Or a semi-truck, that was it, I'm sorry. <laughs> and in my head... Like a hostess truck, just right, murdering people. In my head, it's like, if if this was the life that was happening, he would be like a, he'd be like the Rush Limbaugh guy. You know what I mean? And... His gimmick is that he goes around and yeah. See, I don't think of him as being like it's not a shtick, and he's not supposed. To, it's not supposed to be known that he's out there doing that. I think of him as he's like the Oliver North guy, where the government's like we need like because he even says like people aren't killing enough people. Yes, like they to have... keep the economy growing. Like that's the trade off and why the purge movies are so poignant and they because actually the economy is. sadly would work yeah is whenever it's like i i I don't want to use the term pruning a tree but (laughs) god right like yeah it's the same thing hitler did when hitler came to power he basically the first thing he did was kill anyone who was mentally capacitated or in an asylum right because they were quote unquote dead weight yeah they were just living off the system because they needed to be cared for yeah now, in a good, healthy society, I think we talked about this last week, that prioritizes the we over the me, the the concept would be everyone should be taken care of. Everyone should have, like, the basic necessities, right? Right. Like, no one should go hungry or not have their medication, but we don't live in that society. We live in this society. Yeah. We live in a society closer to the purge we than sure we do, do to, like, a utopia. And that's scary to think about, yeah, but it's right on. The thing about these movies is it would work. Like the purge movies are yeah. effective because the concept would sadly work, right? If you could get people to kill each other and then the government supplement those numbers right. by killing people who are poor, that's less of a strain on the 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 system in quotes Mm -hmm. so they're in also like it's kind of what we're seeing now sadly that after a pandemic when everyone's going back to work 
we lost a shitload of people. Yeah. Like, I don't think, whether you out there in podcast Podcast land want to believe it or not, COVID killed a fuckload of people. Yeah. Like, we just lost, as a world, what is it, the equivalent, or is it just America, the equivalent of, like, Los Angeles? Yeah. Like. I think America. Just gone. Yeah. Like. It's a lot of people. So, that whole, those people being suddenly taken out, there's still jobs to be filled, Mm -hmm. right? So that's how it would work. That's why, you know, the economy would always be growing because every year you would just remove people from the equation. And you wouldn't have to, yeah. And and that's the thing. Wouldn't be any social service type programs needed. That's how capitalism works. In a society where you have... So scary. You know, you have elected officials saying things like, you know, the ambulance isn't your private taxi to the hospital. We're not far from this. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. we're definitely, like, at some point, and it, the scales I mean, are it tipping. started in the 80s, we looked at, there was two roads. There's the, do we take care of people at the expense of a few people not being as rich as they could be, or do we just say, fuck it, and go all out, and then it's dog-eat-dog capitalism for everyone under a million dollars and everyone over that. Just, it's a f- fucking socialist wonderland. Where you have all these tax breaks and everything works out in your favor. And we chose that route. And this is all of that coming home to roost in hyper-fucking-capitalism. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Tell us what you really think, bud. <laughs> it's just... I mean, these movies aren't subtle, right? No. They're like a like a sledgehammer Very driving a point so. home. Very much so. It's not like a horror film where you're watching it and you're like, I think this is an allegory for AIDS. <laughs> this is <laughs> No, this is right on the money. This grabs this you is and, what we're talking yeah, about. These movies grab you and scream in your face. Like, you know Make Rich people are awful, capitalism is terrible. Yeah. Uh we are terrible to people of color. We're terrible to I don't know honestly, I can't think of an in a moment in the perch films and I would be interested to see a perch film where there are lead characters that are Gay or trans? I think mm. that's the next step we need in the Purge films. Do you think that's what's coming with the one that's coming to theaters? I doubt it. Oh. I doubt it. it. I would like to see that, but that's... Let, let me steer this boat back to the Purge. There you go. <laughs> but you have to forgive me, listeners. You I realized how far out he had floated. That and I have had a crazy stomach ache all day, so I'm doing this. In a mild, like, level of pain right now. He's in a right fugue now. state. Um, holding it all together. Holding it all together because of my love for you. Except for you, guy who turned this off because I made fun of your capitalist system. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, even, like, to go back to Grillo's character. Perfect Grillo with his perfect hair. <laughs> um, I get why he's out there, right? And, and you're supposed to. I think everyone in the purge situation is like, I would definitely kill someone. I would never do that unless. Right, like this would have to happen or that would have to happen. Well, that's what happened to him. And spoiler alert, it's actually his respect for other people and lives where he doesn't kill that guy that saves him at the end. Yeah. So I think that's the best twist of this movie. Right, a lot is, of layers is the fact that at the end of the film with Grillo's character, the purge doesn't win. It it wins in the grand scheme of things, right? Right, because it it was a success, and they're like, it's going to happen again next year. But on the small scale, on what we're Love seeing, one. yeah, 
It's not even love. Well, it's this idea of like revenge is so enticing. It's so enticing, right? Right. Like we live in this thing where, and and a lot of Christians, especially or purported Christians, live in that Old Testament mindset. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know Jesus said that you know we're supposed to love each other, but, but an eye for its eye. Like people really, but. really love that like stoning people mentality. Well, and it's an really idea like of immediate justice, mentality. what they yeah. perceive as justice, and, and that's been with us for the entirety of human history, Correct. right? Like we'll just the system failed, so we're gonna murder him instead. Yeah, and the fact that he doesn't do that. And his reward is he's saved by the guy he went there to kill in the first place. Yeah. Right? That was a massive twist. And and I think a a very good one. And it counters the twist of the married couple who... Right as they (laughs) realize that they're going to stay together, they love each other. He gets straight murdered. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact about this movie, the first guy in the group to die is the white guy. That's right. Uh, Yeah. That's right. <laughs> He's the only white guy in the movie because Gorilla is Hispanic. There you go. Yeah. Um, Does this movie... Oh, go well, ahead. I was going to say, the fact that he goes out and then she's like, I want to purge. Yeah. So she gives She joins the it, resistance. And we don't know what happens to her because the movie stops caring at that point because she's fallen she's in with the masses. Yep. Right? Even though she's with Carmelo Jones. Even she's though choosing she's doing violence. the quote on the right side of the two sides, like the movie's no longer interested in her because she's become just like everyone else. Yeah. And I think that's really, really interesting that the movie posits there's all these characters and they all have a different opinion of the purge. Mm-hmm. Like the white people are terrified of it, right? The, well, the couple, they're like, well, I don't want to be out here. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a bad part yeah. of town. We shouldn't even stop. Right. Yeah. And because they're on their way to like a f- their his yeah. sister's house right. and whatnot, and to like spend. a party or whatever. The the two um, are they Hispanic like yeah. like black Hispanic or just black? What the mother and the daughter? Mother and daughter are they just black? I think they were just yeah they're just yeah I could, of color. I couldn't tell if they were also because just very light skinned. I'm not sure, but anyway. They're just very light-skinned. They're the moral compass, especially the daughter. Yes. She's the moral compass. She's the one who's, like, not afraid to be like, thank you for saving us, Grillo, but it's fucked up that you're out here trying to kill people. Yeah. And she's the one that keeps driving it home. She's the reason he stops and saves them is because he can't stand to see a child die. Well, a teenager, but yeah, like a a daughter, a a son, yeah, kind of a thing. I mean, so she's the moral compass... And then Grillo's kind of our entry point because we totally, hmm. he stands in for the reason that we would be out there in the first place. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because he's the justification for the purge, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, clearly, I mean, he's the good guy. I would never purge except if a guy killed my kid. Right. I would fucking kill that guy. And then got off on a technicality. Right? Yeah. But he's also the mechanism for teaching us that the purge is inherently wrong. And that... And like you said at the end... We should turn away from violence. And I think that's what this movie is ultimately about. And why 
and I've never actually said that theory out loud. I kind of just posited this whole thing as we were talking and put it together, and I really like yeah, what right I just with said. it. Go with it. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. So, Purge Anarchy, legit my favorite Purge movie. Does it follow the Arkov formula? Yeah. <laughs> Action? Yes. Revolutionary. It's a sequel. It's going with. Eh, I don't know about revolutionary. It's just part of a franchise. The franchise. The I franchise is. It's more revolutionary than the Purge. Okay. Because uh, the purge was just in one house. Yeah, and I mean, that's it, fair. To me, it, it feels like, and I don't want to slander James DeMonco, and I know the whole story we Too talked late. about oh. with like how he came up with the idea for the purge. Yes, but the purge feels like, even knowing that he was like, we were limited, we could only do stuff in one house. Blah 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 blah. Like the framework of the purge just seems like a good way to get around the classic. Um, hang up of how do we have a horror movie where the cops just don't show up and fix it yeah so it's like well there are in no what cops. world would this happen and that seems like it was built into that yeah. and then there there is clearly like some stuff that i think i actually i put a little more politics into the first purge and there are in the first purge i think this is the movie where not only does it get to open up and be a little more revolutionary and how it looks because this is definitely way more of an action film he he drives him the he's able to drive him the point a lot yeah more. and and there's a lot more it's like a white family and a black guy in the perch and this it's like it's you have a hispanic guy you mm-hmm. have two black women you have two white people and you have the people who are picking a whole up community of color. You yeah. have old rich the, white people. But the people and people, people who are picking up the people for the rich white people are of color. Like they're mm-hmm. just trying to make a buck. Like you it's there are a lot of layers to this. So they even talk about like the they're being scroungers. They're like, We're getting the scraps of what the trucks don't get, like the guys in, with the machine guns. Um, the guy with the American flag hat. Nice fucking touch. <laughs> uh, okay, oratory. Any particular dialogue, any dialogue you really stand, that stands out to you? I mean, I probably some Rilla lines, if anything, mm. like killing. No, we're gonna do killing. Yeah, a ton. Uh, oratory, and then fantasy and fornication. There's no real fornication in this one, um, except for you know, there's that rapey kind of overtone of the super when he is coming to kill them. Um, well, they sexualize her friend who works at the diner because they're setting up her getting murdered by that's her sister. right so she's got like the low cut top and she's kind of like you know uh, like this party girl she's a little loose yeah because it's it's leading you into being like when you see her sister with the gun you're like you, oh. your brain connects it before she says it you're like oh they were fucking right right it's form- so, a little formulaic like that i really liked this one i don't know if it's my favorite so yet i'll find out at the end of the month for that i assume next week we're watching what's the name of the next one in the series uh the purge election year the purge election year yeah it was released on an election year oh okay spoiler alert for who won that election (laughs) all right well until next week i'm oh (laughs) i'm not josh (laughs) until next week Sorry, go ahead. Hold on. All right, do it again. Ready? So until next week. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. And the fucking Purge Anarchy rules.